Hello and welcome to the Agape Leaders Podcast. This week, we have a chat with Dr. Greg Mays. As always, I'm so happy to be here with you today and I'm excited for what God has placed on my heart to talk about. For those of you who follow me on TikTok, you will know that a few days ago, I talked about who is in a tree waiting for you to look up. And now I want to unpack this idea on this week's episode. So let's get started. So many of you may know the story of Zacchaeus, the tax collector. And we find that in the book of Luke, chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. And I want to take some time and read the entire section. And it says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, Come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner? But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. I pray that this short lesson today will be something that you will not just take, you know, oh, that was a great word, but apply it to your life. Now, let's take a look and unpack just a few things. Number one, Jesus. Jesus Christ is going about his business, his father's business. And the Bible tells us that Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. Jesus was doing what he was supposed to do. He was going where he was supposed to go. That's important for you and I. Where is God calling you to go? Go there. I can't tell you the number of times that I hear people say, oh, I'm not going to do that, or I'm not going there, or I can't do that. Listen to me. It is important and necessary for you to be where God is calling you to go. Why? Because there may be a Zacchaeus in the tree. But notice this, Zacchaeus climbs the tree after he hears that Jesus is coming. You see, people may be looking for Christ, and the only Christ they're going to see is you. 
And so if you don't go and do what God has called you to go and do, that person is not going to have the opportunity to experience Jesus Christ through you. And you have to remember this. It isn't you. That's where we run into problems. We get so focused on thinking it's us. Well, I can't do it. I can't. Of course you can't do it. Of course you can't. But the power of the Holy Spirit in you can. If you will yield to it, listen to the Holy Spirit, do what he's called you to do, you'll be fine. And so we see Jesus doing what he's supposed to do. And then Zacchaeus takes his action. He takes his action, meaning he went and climbed the tree. He put himself in a position to where he could see better Jesus Christ. And so maybe I'm talking to you and you're not the Christian in this. Somebody has encouraged you to listen to this episode and you're the Zacchaeus. Maybe you now are climbing the tree, so to speak. Continue to put yourself in position to experience Jesus Christ. If that means going to church every week until somebody walks up to you and says, how are you doing? And at that point you can say, I'm not doing well. And prayerfully they will follow up and talk to you. Or maybe you have to just be in it, go up to your coworker or uh, somebody who says they're a Christian and ask them uh, the question that you have. I think Christians have to be better prepared to receive these questions. Isn't that what Paul, or excuse me, Peter said? Always be prepared to give a reason for the hope. If you are walking around and you are a Christian, you need to be ready to share. And this is what we see here. We see Zacchaeus having a desire and we see Jesus coming in. And, and I'm not saying this is you and that's, but I'm saying we can learn from this situation. I'm not saying you are Jesus or you are Zacchaeus. I'm saying you're that in that situation. Zacchaeus was seeking and Jesus was also seeking the lost. That's what he said. I came to seek and save the lost, to find those who are lost and to give them hope. And so what happens in verse five? When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up. We have to be on the lookout for who God is placing in front of us. It's not okay for us to get into our own little groups and our own little cliques and our own whatever we want to call them and that we're not willing to look up or look out. I want to say something here, and it's going to be controversial, and I don't care. Uh, one of the churches that I have attended in my life, let me try to keep it to where it's a little broad so somebody can't easily guess, right? But we had these life groups, these small groups, whatever word we want to use with them. And one of the groups, it was closed. It was a group of friends, and they were not willing to open up their group to anybody else. Now on the surface, somebody might say, well, what's wrong with that? Well, the reality is there's so much wrong with that because Christianity is not a private group. Jesus Christ did not come to seek people to be in private groups. No, 
we are to expand. We are to share with everyone. The Bible tells us that God is patient, right? And he wants everyone to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So we can never put ourselves in a situation where we're not willing to invite somebody in to learn about Jesus Christ and to develop a relationship with Jesus Christ. I said this on a podcast and I meant it. Said it, of, I don't remember how many episodes ago, and I meant it. If the Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan repented and wanted to come to church with me, we rolling. I'm not going to close any group. You know, you want to come? Come on. It's not my place to make a decision as to who is and who isn't truly following Christ. And we see that here. Zacchaeus was a tax collector. Notice, I'm going to skip ahead just a little bit. Notice that in verse 7, the Bible says, All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. That is a group of people who would not be willing to help a Zacchaeus. This isn't what God has called us to. God has called us, and Jesus has given this example. He has called us to those very people that were that were lost. I'm reminded, and if I can just go off track just a little bit, I'm reminded of a story by Corey Tinboom, and it's not a story by her, but it's about her life. And she is the one telling this testimony, if you will. And she says she had just finished giving a speech or a talk at an event. And a man walked up to her and asked her if she really believed in that forgiveness. Was she serious about being willing to forgive and how important forgiveness is? And Corey Tinboom said, yes, I, I am. I do believe in that. And he said, well, I want to ask for your forgiveness. I was one of the SS soldiers, one of the Nazi soldiers who held you in captivity during the Holocaust. Will you forgive me? And as the story goes, Corey Tenboom forgave him. You see, it doesn't do us any good to be calling ourselves Christians, identifying ourselves with Christ, if when the, when the quote-unquote rubber meets the road, we give up, we turn our back, we don't follow through, we don't share the love of Jesus Christ. And so we see in this story, Jesus looked up and he saw Zacchaeus and he said, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. And we can see the joy of Zacchaeus. What is Zacchaeus' response? He came down at once and welcomed him gladly. People are seeking Jesus Christ. And if we will show the compassion of Christ, they will receive Jesus gladly. Where we struggle as Christians is we want to put, we want to put limits on how Christ will receive you. And I said it before, I'll say it again. The very next verse, after we read that Zacchaeus came down at once and welcomed Jesus gladly, we see the people saw this and began to mutter, 
he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. You see, how many times have you missed out because your heart was hardened towards somebody? It's not our place to pick and choose those things. And notice what happens when Zacchaeus is in the presence of Jesus Christ. His life changes. And he says, look, look, Lord, here and now I give half my possessions to the poor. He understands it's not my things. I don't need these things. Yeah, they're nice and they can, you know, you can get this and get that. But what's more important is salvation. What's more important is helping others. This is what Jesus did. And this is what Zacchaeus now is being motivated to do. And then he says, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Change. Jesus Christ in your life will exact a change. But we, you and I, Christians, we have to be Christ for those who have never opened a Bible. I'm not saying you're Jesus Christ. We do have to be Christ to them. We have to be the example of Jesus Christ to people who are seeking him. Because if we're not, then we're what we're doing is we're saying that you alone should have, oh, I thank you, Jesus. You should just have blind faith. And this is where people struggle. Blind faith is no faith at all. That isn't what God has called us to. He hasn't called us to blind faith. He's called us to faith, right? And the, the Bible tells us that faith is the certainty of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. But how do we get faith? The Bible tells us faith comes by hearing the word of God. So we don't have blind faith. We have faith that has been cultivated through the word of God. So that, yes, I believe God will do such and so. Why? Because I know him. I'm not going on blind faith. I know him. But let's take it back to where we were. I'm saying to you, you cannot expect a non-believer, someone who has no relationship with Jesus Christ, you cannot expect them to have the faith that you believe they should have. You, we, me also, we have to be Christ-like in their sight so that then they will begin to have faith. Okay, I've never seen Jesus, but I've seen Greg. And Greg's life seems to line up with the Bible as I have been reading it. And so you get to that place where no, we know Greg is fallible. We, we know Greg is not perfect. We understand that. But we get to a place where we say, okay, now I, I'm going to stop looking at Greg and I'm going to look solely at Jesus Christ. See, Paul even writes, follow me as I follow Jesus Christ. It is important for us to be an example for people to follow as 
They build their relationship with Jesus Christ. And so Zacchaeus, experiencing Jesus in this way, has a complete heart change. Look, Lord, here and now I give half my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. And I love Jesus' response because now Zacchaeus has had a heart change. He no longer thinks the way that he thought. The Bible tells us in Romans 12 too, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, how you think. Then you will be able to test and prove of God's will for you. You see what I'm saying? You have got to allow God to change you, change how you think. This is what happened with Zacchaeus. And as a result, here's what Jesus said. Today, salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Jesus Christ came to save you if you are lost. And it is my prayer that if you are lost, I'm, I'm using this expression, make sure you climb a tree because a Christian is coming by and they're going to look up. And when they do, and when they begin to share Jesus Christ with you, you make sure that you come down and invite him into your house, into your heart. Don't waste even another day. Well, before I get us out of here, I want to pray. I always want to pray to end these episodes. And I'm going to pray specifically. I have a brother. Uh, my brother, Tony, is uh, not doing well. He's in the hospital. And I guess he's getting better, but you don't go to the hospital because you're well in the first place. And so I'm going to pray for him. I ask that you would join me in praying for him. And I appreciate that. And so with that, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you right now, Lord God, and I pray for my brother, Tony. I pray, Lord, that you are healing him, whether it's miraculously or through the doctors, through the medicine, through the love and the prayers that are surrounding him, that he knows he is not alone and that he will be able to get out of the, the ICU, be well, to get into a room, then to go back home, whatever it takes, Lord, to allow him to heal and to get back to his life of touching the lives of students and athletes as an administrator and a coach in school. Uh, we know, Lord God, that no matter what happens, you are in control. And so we're going to receive whatever you do, and we're going to continue to trust you no matter what. Now, Father, I lift up this listener. I pray for their needs, whatever they are. I don't know them, Lord God, but you do. So would you give them peace, even in this prayer and in this moment, Lord God? Allow them to understand that you are on the throne, that whatever they're going through, you are more than enough. 
As always, Father, we thank you for this platform. We thank you for Agape Leaders. We pray that you would continue to allow our territory to expand. As always, Father, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, that's all we have for this week's Agape Leaders Podcast. Until next time, you have a blessed week. Thank you.